Graham is basically like the male lead in an anime. Cramming up your cram hole in that room. <laughs> <laughs> We did it. That's right. We hit our first milestone for our Call to Arms ongoing contest. That means we finally reached our uh, goal of 250 likes on Facebook, and we have drawn our first winner for a mini spellbook courtesy of Elderwood Academy. So without further ado, our first winner is, insert drumroll here, Hannah Lawrence. That's right. Hannah will be receiving a mini spillbook, compliments of us and Elderwood Academy shortly. Congratulations to her. And just remember, keep uh, bringing in those likes, those likes on Facebook. And when we get to 500, we will draw another winner. If you want to up your chances to win, make sure you also are supporting us on Patreon for some extra battle tokens to go towards your entry to the next drawing. And that does remind me, make sure that you guys are liking and following us, obviously on Facebook for the Call to Arms, but also on Twitter. Uh, Come join us on Discord, where we're always around to chat. And make sure, yeah, like I said, you're supporting us on Patreon. For just $10 a month, you can have early access to these episodes, meaning you don't have to wait till Friday to hear them. You can hear them on Tuesday, which is quite the bonus. And for our $15 tier... Every now and then, we're going to send you stuff, and we're actually just gearing up to send out our next round pretty soon, so keep your eyes out for that. So, without further delay from me, I'd like to welcome everyone into episode 112, The Ham Beast of Hell Harbor. Tube, steak, and shake. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. Yeah. Where I I think we've officially run out of actual swear words. Yep. Now it's just yep. silly sounding words and phrases that might be swear words one day. <laughs> I mean, tube steak is a penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we got a lot done in the last few sessions. Yeah. We infiltrated the Black Tower, which was the like the home base of the Dagon cult. Killed a monster made up of electric eels. Killed some... Nabasu demons, killed Father Hall, rescued Eva, Anakra, and an intelligence ship, teleported back up to the Mascador, only to find that your entire crew had been assaulted while you were down there, and you killed your your assailants, who happened to be one of the most powerful pirate lords of the Shackles, and potentially created quite the power vacuum. We didn't kill the boss. <laughs> <laughs> And while you were at it, uh, you killed the slaver slash tormentor of Devoth and Ivan's past, only to find out that as we speak, there is some sort of naval assault being planned at Sharkbane Island by, presumably, Barnabas Harrigan. So, I want to touch base with everybody. Get a feel on how everyone's doing, what ev- what's going through everybody's minds right now, because a whole lot of shit just happened, and we finally have time to breathe. But even so, you're breathing while speeding ahead towards your next horrible battle. So who wants to go first? Leon is pretty excited, finally going after Harrigan. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... Uh... Leon being excited, uh, are you going to contact the Brotherhood of, or at least uh, Pierce about it? Hmm. I mean, you don't know. He might He might help send reinforcements. I, I You know, it's not a bad idea to, to reach out to uh, Pierce and say, well, whatever I'm supposed to say. What? what we think <laughs> that there's going to be attack on Sharks Bane Island? Yes. Yeah. Well, too bad you can't do it now because if you did, it'd be metagaming. It's Tom's idea. <laughs> No, that's fine. Yeah, that uh, was a really good idea, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we play this AP, I will remember that. <laughs> you can contact Pierce if you want. Uh, so Pierce has the same mission as you, uh, kill Barnabas Harrigan, and you're pretty sure that Barnabas Harrigan's going to be at Sharkbane Island. You know, he might even be able to help confirm or deny if it is him, if he's going to be there. Like That's true. You can put out his feelers and 
Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll go first on this. Um, well, Leon already went. Or second. Or second. I. Numbers. Was that? Was that scram? Was that like Leon's full like thought process there? If it's not, yeah. then you interrupted him. <laughs> Either way around, take your pick, Tom. <laughs> so you choose the poison. Well, I guess I get to pick your poison. Uh, no, Leon doesn't have much else. He's really just excited to go after Barnabas Harrigan finally. All right. Okay, Scram. You may now talk. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Here's talk the now. talking stick. And do it. Uh, no, uh, Scram. Weirdly enough, there's not a lot going on outside of like constantly thinking like this is finally done and over with. This is finally done and over with. I will say, Scram will be on Autumn for the most part. He will continue working on. I believe I'm still working on one of uh, Nick's. Uh, yeah, items. Ivan's, uh, Ivan's items. I have eleven days on, on it the, on the armor. Yeah, I have eleven days on it. I'm not there yet. Okay, but yeah, Scrim's probably like you know has his mom on autumn, kind of like working, but simultaneously like every now and again being like, it's done. It's finally over. Like, yeah. And we'll come back to that, yeah, you guys being on Autumn. Yeah, I figure Scram's mostly just, like, working because that's the habit, but every now and then it kind of hits him that, like, it gets, like, this This feels the weight lift again freshly every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. Never even thanked the boss. Yeah, I was going to leave, be his own captain. Yeah. All right, so who wants to go first? <laughs> 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 or, you know, third. What are numbers? I guess, yeah, I'll go next. Devoth will go next. Devoth is definitely mixed right now, which seems to be the habit for a lot of these situations for him. Mm-hmm. Um, like, on the one end, it is definitely, like, it's good that we helped Scram find his mom and rescue her. And it's good that, you know, we've got this major threat of the Cult of Dagon out of the way. But then at the same time, seeing Scram with his like reunited with his mom combined with seeing uh Svanhild around all the time yeah is definitely like a constant reminder of what Devoth can never have again i really like how for the first four books of this ap devoth's home life before he made it to the shackles wasn't really a factor it was almost and, unknown completely yeah uh like he's just this his this dude who just always was a, a cheeky badass uh, like privateer, but like all of a sudden like everything has kind of like come out and and I well to that point too I will say when I f- first made Devoth I like on his character sheet I have written down that he had he makes sure to have parchment and ink and like a pen at all times. Because whenever he's in port, he sends a letter home to his mom. But I just never got around to ever mentioning that on the podcast whenever we were in a town. Like, he, it was one of those, like, he was definitely angry at his mom because he kind of blames her for not doing enough to protect him growing up. But at the same time, it was his mom. She did still take care of him and and loved him in her own way. So, like, he always... Whether he he didn't even know if the letters were getting to her or not, but he was always supposed to be like sending letters home throughout this whole thing. Wow. So, yeah, then he probably at some point must have had the thought of how many letters made their way to that house after she died. Yeah. Assuming they were getting there at all. Okay, who's uh, who's going next? I'll go next. So, okay. uh yeah, Cheryl, I didn't really mention it, but I always carry around pen and paper, and I write letters to um, Devoth's mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were so, going to say, I, I rerouted Devoth's letters to myself. <laughs> so you're just going to show up and present all of the letters Devoth wrote over the years? <laughs> so, oh, by the way, thanks for all these letters. No, but for real, I've got a ton of uh, money right now, and I've got all this experience from killing stuff, and I've put my life on the line so many times. It's kind of been a whirlwind, like a crazy, crazy trip here, and uh, there's definitely mixed emotions. You know, at one point, I feel invincible. Uh, On another point, I feel like, you know, 
I've got this incredible crew and, you know, the friendship we made along the way and all that stuff. And then on the other hand, it's like, I could die at any goddamn moment. Like, so I'm really living on the, on that fine line and, uh, I'm loving it. So I'm looking forward to, you know, bigger and badder challenges. And, uh, if I die, I die. Phrasma's got my back at this point. I kind of hit a tipping point where it's just like... I'm a pirate lord, this is my crew, and, uh, you know, goddamn, let's, let's fucking go. When did Cheryl become a pirate lord, and when did we become Cheryl's crew? <laughs> I'm, living, I'm living through Devon a this bit, for him. yes. He's had a lot of head wounds. <laughs> I think so. Okay, I, I myself am not a pirate lord, yes. But you get what I'm saying, where, like, we I'm are... good friends with one. I... <laughs> All right. I watch TV with one. All right. All right. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You're just you're just blasting me. All right then. Uh, save Ivan for last. What's going through Ivan's head? Well, after listening to Cheryl, I'm feeling pretty good because I'm a pirate lord and I have the crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ivan's pretty happy. He's really hungry, <laughs> looking for food already, but uh, he feels very satisfied in the fact that. Uh, Keitha and Baby Han- Beidu Hanji are now uh, no longer with us. He's ready to live life now. All right. Uh, so Nick's going to roll up his new uh, next character, and uh, we'll see him next week. Oh, <laughs> li- li- living life means uh, dying, apparently. It's an odd way to live life. I just meant that you were retiring him in general. But, yeah, no, that's... That's uh no. We know what happens to retired characters. T- characters have to die. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll never happen again. I don't know. We've got fan favorite Lemon still uh, living his best life. So, circling back to Devoth for a second. Devoth, what are you going to do with Svanhild? Uh As it is right now, like, we're picking this up, like, before you guys, like, set sail. Uh, like, you have your, your plan of attack. Mechanical bird to t- uh, Tidewater Rock. You guys are sailing to Hell Harbor. Everybody's going to meet at Sharkbane Island. Spawnhill's on the Mascador. Yeah. What's Devoth doing? Devoth is mostly just ignoring her, like pretending she doesn't exist. He really does want absolutely nothing to do with her. The only reason he didn't just chuck her into the ocean last time is because she did technically help kill Beidou Hanji. So right now the plan is when we get to Port Par- or when we get to Hell Harbor. That's where she's going to stay as far as Devoth is concerned. Okay. Next question. You guys have two extra ships with you. What are you doing with them? That is a good question. Uh, Autumn can sail herself. Well, okay. We have three ships with us. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, we're not selling Autumn. He's, he's yeah. asking about Beidou Hanji and Keith Saltsbury's ships. Right. Yes. Uh, I'm more or less like saying like one of them could have the uh, anchor uh, on one of them, and then all we have to do is trail behind us one of the other ship. Uh, well, the other ship. Those ships still have all of their crew on them that are currently sailing them. They're just under our command at the moment. All right. And I am definitely open to input here. Um, my thinking was, I think we should keep Beidou Hanji's ship because he had like the giant like galleon, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that one would probably almost be better repurposed for the Cyclopes just from the sheer size of it. And then we can, you know, take their ship for a different, like, and, you know, just staff it out with regular people. And with Keitha's ship, right now, it's something that I just kind of want to take it back to Sharkbane and then figure out what to do with it from there. Like, I don't know if I want to repurpose it or maybe just, like, burn it and sink it just as a symbolic, like, ending that chapter in my life thing. Like getting a haircut after a big breakup. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think I'm going to sink this ship just like getting a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so follow-up question. Uh, so these ships are crew uh, have two basically full crews on them. Are you just going to order the crews follow us back to Hell Harbor? And once you're there, are they just kind of going their own ways? Or are you going to tell them, now follow us to Sharkbane Island? Well, the the crews of these ships are going to... Yeah, they're going to be getting off at Hell Harbor. And, like, the only reason they're 
not getting off in the middle of the ocean is because I need them to sail the ships back. <laughs> like they are, they are, they are slavers. They're they're lucky I'm letting them live at all at this point. Fair. So yeah, like they are getting off at Hell Harbor, and I'll have the the skeleton anchor crew Bidu Hanji's ship, and just maybe try and maybe kind of like split the crew between mine and Keitha's, and just kind of like go a little slower, but then get them both back to Shark Bane that way, and then we can figure it out from there when everything else is done. Okay. Okay. So. You guys set sail for Hell Harbor. Mechanical Bird goes south to Tidewater Rock. Scram, you make your way over to Autumn, and your mother goes with you. Once you're on the ship, Eva turns to you and she says, Scram, I want you to meet Autumn Animo Caporis. This ship was, well, your father, Cole, and this ship were partners. I wouldn't call the relationship that of a captain and his property, but they were friends. Your father died on this ship, and I know that uh, if he could have had any say in it, he would have lived to see this day of his son meeting his best friend. Uh, I don't know what Autumn wants to do now that he's free, but I think uh, if anyone has the right to ask him to sail for them, it's you. And uh, as she's, like, introducing the ship to you, you hear, like, creaks and cricks yep. coming from the floorboards and uh, some wooden panels actually, like, 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 like they, like, kind of, like, extend out. And uh, you get the feeling that it's, like, offering you a handshake. Like, it's kind of, like, sprouting up from the floor and then, like, turns at a 90-degree angle and, like, juts out towards you. And it's just, like, <laughs> held there at, like, right in front of your... Uh, Right in front of you. Uh, I do so. I do as like my gut tells me. Like if it feels like it's gonna be like a handshake, I extend out my hand. Okay. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Autumn. I've heard a little bit about you, very vaguely and very quickly though. Uh, you're you're actually alive. The like the extension that sprouted out of the the floorboards uh, re- uh recedes back into the floor so yeah it uh it you kind of hear like like tapping coming from like the floor somewhere like there's just like moving parts in there somewhere that are uh that are like clicking uh the inner c version of morse code and uh says there were times that i wanted to perish but i am glad to be free unfortunately i can Equal, equally relate. Uh, yeah, because you're a fucking ship. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly how you feel, ship. Uh, the ship says, what do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, it, and it was more in reference of like... They're, Wanting to die? Yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> well, also like not having the control over my body as like I wanted. Gotcha. I I would hate to do this to you, Autumn. Uh, you're my father's vessel, not my own. But if you see fit to sail with me and Devoth's crew, uh, I'll be right by your side. Uh, and I, I want to take the world with you. Roll a diplomacy check. Oh, well. Ooh. Uh, that is a... 34. You hear the uh, the Morse code response, and it says, When I learned that Cole uh, would father a child, I imagined the day that I would help show that child the open sea and bring them to the four corners of the world. It would be my honor to sail with you and your friend Devoth. Uh, Scram kind of like... Uh, has a quick shiver moment where, like, he he remembers, like, his mom, uh, like, sitting inside the room, like, saying, hey, one day we will, uh, one day we'll be on a magical ship that'll take us wherever we want. And Scram kind of just acknowledges it with, like, a tear in mm-hmm. his eye. I, I thank you. I thank you so much. And, like, you know, Scram probably has a break down again like on the ship on that ship's deck now lots of emotions flying yeah. around right your mother's standing right there and she 
she gives you a hug and yeah so scram and uh eva and autumn kind of have their little reunion over there all right uh so with that i think we can skip ahead a little bit unless anybody has anything of note that they wanted to do or say on the trip to hell harbor i don't think so oh um that reminds me among your search of the two ships that uh beidou hanji and keitha salspray were sailing in beidou hanji's ship you find something interesting okay it's in beidou hanji's cabin and it's just like in a like in a cabinet you find six separate planks of wood oh he was into Uh, some shit huh i know what those are for one of you's gonna get it, get the roll. So I'll just go ahead and say, Beidou Hanji uh, somehow acquired uh, a piece of the Maskador. Like it, one time or another, it went into port, needed repairs, and he just somehow, maybe not him directly, paid off a but, guy to pay a guy to get a plank of wood. Yes, to use as a focus for the spell track ship. Oh man! Yep. Now. Looking at these planks of wood, uh, it's pretty clear that they are not all from the same ship. Uh, you don't know, like, they're not labeled. Maybe Beidou had some uh, system for identifying them. Maybe he just has it memorized. Uh, but it's pretty clear that he's been he's do, he's do been doing this with more ships than just the Mascador. And now doing this would not have pinged in Devoth's Detect Scrying spell, because... It doesn't actually create a scrying sensor, which right. is what the uh, the spell is designed to detect. The, the spell track ship simply shows you on a nautical map where the ship in question is located. Well, I'm going to spend a day burning all six of my second level spells to cast track ship with each one of these things to <laughs> get some locations here. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. One of them pings exactly where you are, and you're pretty sure that that is... The piece of Mascador that Beidou at some point acquired. One of them pings in Quent. Like, are we trying to make guesses as to who these ships are right now, or do we not have enough info? I mean, we're not going to have enough info to know who they belong to, but like... If we see it moving from Quent to Sharksbane Island, we could be like, hmm, that could be so-and-so. Or it could be one of the ships in the fleet, or even Tessa herself, if she happens to show up for whatever reason. Like, just out of curiosity, we can... And we can always guess, like, he might have, this might actually be Tessa Fairwind's ship that we're tracking. Like, if he had the Mascador, he had a pirate lord that he was tracking, he might be keeping tabs on other pirate lords, too. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry, I didn't want to, I just wanted to get the uh, get the game straight here. Yep. Uh, okay, so you cast it with another one, and it pings. Here, we got the sh- map of the shackles up. Yep. It pings right here. On Bag Island, and uh, the su- uh, and that's the southern half. That's like the halfling capital place. Yeah, well, the whole island. Uh, there's, I think, three settlements on the island, but the place where it pings is the like the capital city uh, called Slip Cove. You know that that is the the home of one Jolus Raffles, the halfling pirate lord who happens to be Beidou Hanji's sworn enemy. So now, with that said, we're thinking that's his ship, right? It would Possibly. stand to reason that, I mean, it would be something we could assume. We could be wrong as well, but it could be something to assume. I'm <laughs> saying, maybe Beidou didn't think to, um, you know, write notes down on these fucking planks, but maybe we should, you know, crack, crack this case <laughs> yeah, and, or at and least document w- it. <laughs> but anyway, next one. Next one pings smack dab in the middle of the Rampart Isles which you know to be the the chain of islands that Beidou Hanji is from. And the center of the islands uh, is an island uh, called Grenin Sahara, and that is the capital of the Rampore Isles and where Beidou Hanji is based out of. Okay. Number five. Number five. Pings in good old Hell Harbor on the Devil's Arches. And number six. Number six. Pings in Port Peril. All right. I mean, the one in Port Peril could be anyone, but just... Going by the... Uh, what if it's the Hurricane King himself? Right. Just going by the previous list, like, yeah, that that he could be keeping tabs on just about everyone, including the Hurricane King. Wouldn't put it past him. So you guys 
start making your trip to Hell Harbor, and it's a pretty uneventful trip. The morning or night, it's like middle of the night, uh, of the day before you guys are set to arrive, um, Devoth, you wake up coughing. You immediately recognize the thick, acrid flavor of smoke in your mouth and nose. God damn it. What do you do? I try to figure out where the fuck the fire is coming from or where the smoke is coming from. Okay. Uh, You get a look around the room, and while you don't see a fire in your cabin, you see smoke rising rapidly from the floorboards. Then I open up the trap door. Okay. Uh, You go down the hatch to the kitchen, and you can barely see through the smoke. There's no fire in the kitchen, but you can hear the crackling of flames just on the other side of the door in the crew quarters. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to open the door. I was just looking at my spells real quick to see if I had something that would seemingly help with this but okay uh, i i open it up and try to see what's going on all right uh so you throw the door open and a low crackling rumble of a blazing inferno fills your ears as you open the door and you see leon staring wide-eyed at price chapman arms flailing he lets out one final yell of pain before laying still on the scarred floorboards and cheryl scram and ivan walk up to leon and Leon turns to you. I'm so thankful you're here. You need to help me. And with a murderous grin, Leon turns and slices open Cheryl's throat. Instead of blood, Cheryl's wound erupts in flames. And instead of collapsing on the floor, he remains standing, with his face obscured by the wild flames pouring from his throat. As the flames grow wilder, Scram and Ivan catch fire, and you can hear the screams of your three friends behind the blaze obscuring their faces. You wrench your focus away from the burning officers and realize suddenly that Leon is standing right in front of you. You've taught me how important family can be, how to have pride in your family, how to demand their love, and how to build a kingdom upon their corpses. After all, family sticks together, right? And as you wake up, you can feel a stabbing pain in your abdomen. You snap up and discover your own fingers clenching your stomach, with your fingernails breaking the skin. What the fuck is going on? You seem to have had a... A dream, and I, like, Devoth, I actually, like, ripped my own abdomen open. I mean, you're not, like... You don't, you don't have, like, <laughs> your intestines pulling out, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you, like, you've definitely, like, scratched the shit out of your stomach. Like, maybe, draw, like, drew a little blood. I'll throw a Cure Light Wounds just to clean that up a bit. Okay. And this is, like, the middle of the night? Uh, well, when you wake up, it is, uh, early morning. All right. Then I am going to, like, march on over to two of the officers' quarters and, like, quite literally haul Leon out of bed and drag him back to the captain's quarters for a conversation. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're going overboard. All right, everybody, give me a perception checks. I thought you were going to say roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am over on autumn. Sure, that's fair. So Scram would I not I got a apply. perception of zero. Perfect. <laughs> Taste it, nerds. Technically, isn't that a negative 10 for being asleep? Yep. Uh, Ivan, and, <laughs> Ivan and Cheryl, what are your perceptions? All right, so uh, Cheryl got a 32. Let's see what Ivan got a 32. So minus 10, each of you got a 22 perception checks, which is more than enough to wake up from the the sound of the officer's quarters door being kicked open, possibly off the hinges. Uh, and Devoth marching over to Leon, who is currently soundly asleep. Snoozing. Got my teddy bear. <laughs> your, your little like your little your like little hat with like the fuzzball on the end. <laughs> yeah, your slippers, slippers next to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Devoth just grabs Leon and who probably doesn't wake up until he's halfway out of the captain's cabin. Officer's cabin. Yeah, the officer's cabin. About halfway through the room, I start shrieking as I realize I'm floating away. (laughs) (laughs) You would probably, after a moment of panicking, realize that you're being dragged out of the room by your captain. Uh, Do you do anything about that? I'd probably compose myself and say, oh, hey, boss. (laughs) All right. Is it morning? So, Cheryl, uh, you see Devoth uh, dragging Leon out of the officer's quarters. Uh, what do you do? Um, I let out a manly yelp. Ah! What's going on? Imagine like you pulling the blankets up over your 
your breasts. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my <laughs> first instinct is I'm next. Um, so, so when he um, actually is leaving the room, I'm thinking, oh my god, dodged a bullet there. Um, and I would, I would, um, if I can, do some like sneaking out to maybe, um, you know, eavesdrop or or somehow listen to what's going on. Because that okay. does, this is an event that doesn't normally happen. And it's no. scary. <laughs> DeMoss a scary man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and give me a stealth check. Oh, um, God. I mean, you're probably not wearing your armor right now, so it's probably going to be higher than normal. Because the armor is why Cheryl is not stealthy. <laughs> I mean, it's a factor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you want to spend a hero point and reroll? Oh, my God, is that a natural one? I just... Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. I mean, if you were wearing your armor, it'd probably be a zero, so, you know. You get over there before Captain is. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. He's, like, right outside the door. I'm, like, shuffling over to listen. What an idiot I am. All right. All right. Trip on Ivan's so, bed. Devoth, you're acutely aware that Cheryl, uh, I mean, I don't think he's, like, going that far, but, like, you're halfway across the deck, and you're aware that Cheryl has exited the officer's quarters and appears to be uh, making his way towards the captain's cabin to eavesdrop. Like, is that obvious that he's like, oh, what's going on? I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, like, he's, like, he's like tiptoeing up to the railing of, like, uh, or he's tiptoeing up to the mainmast to, like, <laughs> like that, hide behind that, like, do 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 That cartoon tiptoe where it's, yeah. like, really like, Yeah, the Bugs Bunny tiptoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, like, glance back for a second, you see that. You see Cheryl, like, disappear behind the... The main mast, or you might even still see him behind the main mast. Like you just, <laughs> he sticks out behind. You just see his rotundness. <laughs> I would yell back to him like, "Cheryl, go back to bed." All right, I, I take uh, I take that advice to heart, and I sprint back to bed, and I cover the, I throw the covers over myself, knowing that Devoth can't see me or hurt me when I'm under my covers. <laughs> this might be my favorite scene ever. <laughs> I'll try to eavesdrop, see if I get told to go back to bed. <laughs> All right. Give us a stealth check. That's a 17 stealth. Okay. Devoth, roll perception. And Leon, roll perception, I guess. Devoth, you see a rather large mass. Negative <laughs> <laughs> one! I got a negative one. How? I, I'm a bit preoccupied. Leon, you fall asleep I a, again. I have a negative two in my perception. I mean, did you really roll a natural one as well? Both of us just yeah. did that? Oh my god. All three of you just did that. Yeah, all three of you. Yeah. Oh, Leon did too. Well, yeah, I guess I start to tiptoe out of the (laughs) officer's quarters. Maybe a little overconfident, (laughs) Ivan starts cartwheeling onto the main deck as a cat-sized mouse. So, like, as I yell back to Cheryl, like, go back to bed. Like, Ivan, you too. I'm just peeing. I just gotta pee. I'll continue over to the rail to pretend to pee. Sense motive. I don't believe you. <laughs> Do you want me to roll a bluff? I'll roll a goddamn. I don't bluff. think. Check that. Pete. I don't think you can beat my sense motive with your bluff. Probably not. The bluff really falls apart if he just watches. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, <laughs> Which is taking him a really long time. <laughs> you you feel a stern presence like one foot behind you. Go uh, on. I, pee. <laughs> you hear it squeeze <laughs> shut. I'll uh I'll go over to the rail, pretend like I'm peeing, and notice that the Voth is just staring daggers at me. And then just I'll like my pants are down, but I'll pull my hands up and go zip and go back to bed. It's, I'm pretty sure zippers don't exist yet either, so that's doubly funny. Button. <laughs> it just doesn't have a good sound to it. All right, so finally, Devoth and Leon are alone, just like they wanted all along. <laughs> so yeah, I like drag Leon into the captain's cabin, like slam the door behind me, and ungracefully like throw Leon into one of the chairs that's at the table in, in the captain's cabin. And I'll like plop down in the other chair and just look at him. And I assume, despite, I mean, <laughs> I know Andrew said, like, Leon, like, kind of compose himself, be like, hey, what's going on? But being forcefully dragged out of bed and dragged across a ship's deck and thrown into a chair has to be a little disorienting. Don't tell me how to play my character, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you look over and he's just like, he's got that like ball on a string on a ping pong paddle. Like, what's up? <laughs> what do you need, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, I assume you have a good reason to get me so rudely. Probably. Um, I'd love to hear it. This is going to sound a little weird, but uh, I had a dream in which you were prominently focused. A dream in which you betrayed and killed me and each of the officers. And it's uh, it's got me thinking that there must be a reason, there must be something in my mind telling me these things. So we're going to start with what haven't you told me about you? Like, I know you're in the Mass Brotherhood, you were supposedly sent to help me kill Harrigan, but you've been holding back, and that stops now. Mahim would never have held back. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I do respect the authority that you carry on this ship, but if you have a problem with Leon in your dreams, you don't need to take it on on me like this. You should know better than anyone the power that dreams can have, and also how easily they can be nothing but a lie. Yeah, well, the GM doesn't describe lies as dreams. Uh, no, That's what the fuck. What you think? <laughs> Um, Keep me out of this. <laughs> that was a, a cute dodge, but again, what are you holding back? Nothing. I sense motive on that. 28. Ugh, bad time for a natural one. 20. Okay, so Devoth, you believe Leon's statement. So I guess with that, Devoth, I guess, would kind of like lean forward on the table, like elbows on the table, like hands on his forehead, just hanging his head and... uh and then just kind of like slump back in the chair. Nah. No, you're you're probably right. You really haven't given me any reason not to trust you. Mm, but I was also being defensive, and you have a point too that dreams are they can be important. Um, let me think for a moment. Devoth, why don't you tell me a little bit more in detail about this dream? Uh, all right. Well, uh, as far as the dream goes, I, 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 I woke up and the ship. I smelled smoke coming from below decks. And I went down, and the crew quarters were just engulfed in flame. And you were there, and then, like, one by one, the other officers came through, and you, like, you would slice their throats, and, like, fire would pour out of the wound. And then, all of a sudden, you were standing next to me, and you stuck a knife in my stomach. And that was when I woke up for real. Leon, why don't you give me an intelligence check? An eleven. I'd say that's enough to... These individual dreams haven't exactly been subtle about their imagery of fire. Especially this one. Uh, so, Leon, when Devoth is describing this dream to you, you're probably getting a lot of red flags uh, that are connecting these dreams to the ones that you had uh, right before Adelita Dolorusso reached out to you. Devoth, I think you might actually be onto something. I think this might actually be connected to me in a way. I had similar elements in the dreams that I was getting from... What was the name again? Adelita Dolorusso. Uh, from the dreams I was getting from Dolorusso. She invaded my dreams to mess with my head one. All right, well, how do I make it stop? So if I remember correctly, if you know that she can be in your dream, you can trap her. So it becomes very risky for her to come back. So you're saying if I have any more bad dreams, the answer is to wake up? <laughs> yeah, sometimes the magic is in the simplicity. Well, you're you're probably the most knowledgeable guy I know, so I guess I'll take your word for it. Right. She is trying to put a wrench between all of us. Yeah, we've all been rather on edge lately, huh? But anyway, I guess I'm sorry for dragging you out of bed like that. It was... A bit of a traumatic dream. I'm sure you've had your, your fair share. Uh, yeah, looking back, I, I was a bit harsh. I, I think I can figure out what... Especially after hearing the whole story. I get it. Thank you. And I'll uh, duck on out of there. It's a good thing you can't see how hard I'm clenching. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Leon, you uh, you leave the officer's quarters and fall over a a pile of crew members who have accumulated at the door <laughs> with their ears pressed to it <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh so yeah leon you exit the captain's cabin and the sun's already uh you know more or less up it's it's just about fully over the horizon 
not quite time for all hands on deck, but you know that time's come pretty fast. Unless anyone has anything they want to cover, I could reach out to Pierce. Sure. Oh, I'll, I'll get Pierce on my ring phone. Okay. Pierce. Ah, hello, Leon. How goes the good fight? Uh, it's ups and downs, but I'm here to inform you that we had a run-in with Beitu Hanji. He is now dead. Uh, and he was carrying a note that looked like instruction for Barnabas Harrigan to begin an assault on Sharpsbane Island. We're heading there now to intercept, or at least we're planning our interception. Beitu Hanji is dead? Well, I know he was quite the rough customer. Uh, you have my kudos for living such an encounter. But yes, uh, the much more pressing, this news about Barnabas Harrigan. Of course, I do have a small number of ships at the command of the Brotherhood that uh, I can send your way at once. If, if, they leave, if they leave today, they should arrive two days from now. Which is in time, correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. I will inform the captain, let him know of your assistance. Thank you very much, Pierce. I'm hoping that we can end this finally. Well, you and me both, my friend. This has been a long time coming. I look forward to a full report on the attack at its conclusion. I'll catch you later, Pierce Daddy. Bye. <laughs> and then I hang up my ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then around midday, you guys arrive at Hell Harbor. All right. I, uh, I'll i send like most of the, the, like, the crew and other officers to, like, go and start selling stuff and preparing to like shove off again because we obviously can't stay that long. And then, yeah, Devoth will go to pay a visit to Aranax to collect on my debt. Uh, so when you guys when you guys get to Hell Harbor, uh, it's pretty busy. It's pretty noisy, more so than usual. And anybody stepping foot off the ship would probably notice this fairly enough. After walking through the through the docks, a a large area has been roped off that, from past visits, you know would otherwise be uh, space for uh, like carts, vendors, uh, traffic, and what looks like the beginnings of a large statue is in this roped off area. Ugh, the goddamn Hurricane King statues. Yes, it's being made erected right now. Yeah, perhaps. So yeah, uh, with that, you make your way to Aranax's villa. Okay, so Devoth arrives at uh, Aranax's villa. Uh, you're stopped at the doors. And the guards say, "Halt! Uh, who? Uh, what business do you have with Aranax?" I'm Pirate I'm, Lord yeah. Ivan. Get out of my way! <laughs> <laughs> I backhand Ivan and go. Ah, I'm actually ow. a pirate lord. Devoth Songcleaver, here to see Aranax. That's what I said. He's the pirate lord. Ah. The guards kind of like turn to each other and they like exchange like... Never heard of pirate lord Ivan before. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they turn back to you and say, very well, you may enter. Uh, And the other guard uh, follows you and he announces your arrival. And he brings you to uh, the parlor where Aranax is currently brooding in front of uh, his fireplace. It's just his default. It's brooding. So Devoth and is actually going to like saunter in. <laughs> That's your default. Yeah, yeah right. It is pretty much. <laughs> it is now. So, so with, with his back turned to you, uh, he says, "Good day, Devoth Songcleaver." Lord Endemian, good to see you again. <sighs> what can I do for you on this the the day that Hell Harbor's economy crashes long term? And he like throws his fist up in the air and there's like an open window next to him and he like aims his ire at the uh the statue being built in the harbor i can fix that but devoth won't let me (laughs) oh my god when scram says he can fix it uh aranax uh whirls around uh hand still behind his back and he says explain yourself i got a spell or two that could help out if you can save my economy from going underground then i implore you to utilize your magics I'll tell you save my harbor from poverty. I'll tell you what. I'll do so after our business uh, with Barnabas. Yeah, while he's checking on the door. 
Uh, 31 perception. Do I see any kind of like refreshments in this parlor? I mean, what kind of rich pirate lord doesn't refresh his guests? Invited or uninvited? You see a, you see a little, uh, yeah, like some fruit, wine, ham, ham, ham. potatoes, <laughs> the classics, green beans, stuffing, gravy. You see, cock-off man. You see like a little, uh, a little table. It's like a fancy, like, like spinny table that looks like it might open up and have refreshments inside. Oh, might open up. I obviously open it. <laughs> You're strong enough to open it, right? Yeah. Well, he's strong enough with old no Cheryl in what. his back. <laughs> yeah, I, I elbow <laughs> Cheryl as I go by. Like, yo, give me a hand with this. He says, what do you think you're doing? My, my grandmother got me that. Your grandmother brought us snacks? He says, oh, uh, yes, of course. How, how rude of me. I beg your pardon. He, uh, he goes over to his desk and he, like, picks up a little bell and, like, ding, ding, ding. And the servant walks in and, he's, and he says, uh... Before he even gets his name out, I'll just look at the server and be like, so I'll take some ham and potatoes and green beans. <laughs> I'll list off, just, like, uh, six other items. As you're listing off stuff, the the servant like kind of like looks over at Aranax, and when Ivan's finished with his with his order, Aranax just kind of like gives the servant a curtain nod, and he says, "See to it that my guests are it's like a accommodated." Sol- it's like a solid minute list. So <laughs> I'm glad that was his response. <laughs> oh my! Like god. an apple pie, a chocolate cake. <laughs> oh my god! He'd like he's gonna like shoo the servant like away after like. 15 seconds of orders and he just says see that they're accommodated whether or not <laughs> ivan is finished talking the service oh I, yeah i'm yelling this down the, the hallway at him <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. well anyway down to what we're actually here for um i've come to uh collect on that that uh that favor that that i got from you last time i need those those ships uh we have reason to believe that that Harrigan is going to mount an assault on my island pretty soon, and we're going to meet him full force. Indeed. He turns back to the uh, to the blazing fire in the mantle. He says, these are indeed dark times we live in, when free captains attack free captains. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of that, I have uh, some other news for you. Um, first off, that uh, that Dagon cult that, that's been bothering you? Yeah, they're done. They're gone. We took care of them. What?! How did this happen? Well, we found their hideout, like, out to the west somewhere, and, you know, we exterminated them. You're welcome. After all these years, it was as simple as finding them and killing them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boss, that's usually how it goes. This is Captain Devoth. You are indeed a unique fellow. (laughs) I haven't even got to the best part yet. Oh? While we were out there, Beiduhanji... Thought he could uh, sneak attack me and my crew. And uh, yeah, he also paid the ultimate price. And I kind of like, as I'm saying this, I kind of walk over to the window, like motioning for Aranax to accompany me. And like I motion out to the harbor and kind of let him see uh, the sea plague in the harbor flying my flag. He turns to you and he says, do you mean to tell me that Beidu Hanji is dead? Uh, Yeah, the uh, the head I've got in my hold tells me that, yeah. My God! And he like <laughs> he, he he like speed walks to the other side of his his parlor, and he's just got like he like leans over his desk, and he's just kind of like you can tell like the thoughts in his head are going like a mile a minute. And he's just like doubled over his his desk and like in in wonder. And he says, "Every time our paths cross, Devoth, you have a way of shaking up the very fabric of these waters." <sighs> That will create quite the power vacuum. I hope you are prepared for the repercussions. Many people rely on the slave trade and the shackles. They won't be too happy that their way of life has been thrown into chaos. Well, then he shouldn't have come after me. That's what happens when you come after Devoth. That's true. Fuck them, they're slavers, I say between a mouthful of stolen ham. (laughs) Oh, is the food arrived? Stolen? <laughs> yeah, I assume Manny only ordered for himself. I, mean, I was too nervous to order, but I'm going to eat. Hold on. I, did, I was unaware the food even arrived. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, sure. Let's say it's there. Oh. The, the fastest servants ever. Leon, uh, I would absolutely share with you, my buddy. 
Oh, also, it, what kind of servants don't cook a whole ham? Like, <laughs> I love the how feasting. there was this this huge revelation and <laughs> focus back on the ham. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing that all night. I know. Yeah. So Aranax is like, yes, yes. Uh, I do indeed owe you a fleet of ships. Uh, if you are here to tell me that you are in need of them, then I will, of course. Uh, mobilize them at once. They will follow you to Sharkbane Island, correct? That's the idea. Very well. I will send word to the the captains and commodore at once. May take the rest of the day to mobilize them. Oh, that's fine. From from our intel, we can we can leave in the morning, and we'll have plenty of time to to prepare for the the attack. Very good. Well, in the meantime, uh, he his his eyes kind of wander to. The ham beasts enjoying their feast. I raise a goblet uh, to him. Cheers. Feel free to, uh, to to sup and rest in my villa. Oh, much appreciated. We have a little business to attend to, but uh, I believe we'll probably take you up on that tonight. Well, once these animals finish their their meal, we'll we've got some business, and then we'll we shall return. Very well. So, uh, so we can probably fast forward to when. Uh, yeah. To when when the uh, the mooks have had their fill. Fast forward to the second course. <laughs> yeah, fast forward to dinner time. If you if you finish all the food that's brought to you and you ask for more, he, he says regret <laughs> regrettably uh, we're all out. We're all out of food. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are politely booted out of Aranax's <laughs> parlor. <laughs> all right, and then we go into town and we sell a bunch of stuff and do some shopping. Cool, cool, cool. Was that the business that you were referring to? Yes. Okay. Because we have a lot of loot. Like, we got lots of money coming our way, so. All right. Um, after tallying up everything that had just been a lot of, like, little loot that had been t- piling up on the Mascador, like, potions, scrolls, like, little junk that we're never going to actually use, mm-hmm. I tallied everything up, including magic items and everything else that we've gotten, especially recently from the tower and from... Uh, Bidu Hanji and Keitha and their ships. All told, we had 95,000 gold worth of stuff. Which, that is stupid. Which equated to 19,000 gold per person. Nice. Cha-ching. Okay, so uh, let's fast forward to tomorrow morning. Alright, so you leave Hell Harbor and you make for Sharksbane Island. And you arrive. Ah. Yep. So you get to Sharkbane Island with the squadron Madshanks Marauders in tow. Uh, and you arrive and you see a ship moored in the bay, the uh, the southern bay that you likely arrived in. Do I recognize said ship? No, it is an unfamiliar ship. Well, first things first, I'm going to pull out my spyglass that has like a ridiculously long range to it and take a look and see if I recognize anyone on the deck. Sure. You don't currently see anyone on the deck. That doesn't mean there's nobody in the ship below decks or maybe on the island itself, but you don't see anybody on deck. You do see uh, two longboats have uh, been docked uh, in front of the the fort. Yeah, that was going to be my next one. All right, I'm going to order the marauders to kind of like surround that ship or you know like box it in and but keep their distance just in case like just don't let it leave but don't approach it either sure and devoth will take a longboat in to check whatever is that going on at the fort sure so you go to the fort so the mascador itself is now moored in the bay and you walk into the fort walls everything seems more or less fine like you see you can see some people at like the far end of the of the fort like within the walls just kind of like milling about from place to place and uh you hear some uh uproarious r- l- laughter coming from uh the dining hall i'm gonna call over one of the uh one of the people just milling about mm. ian ian moranta get over here hey everybody devoth's back hi devoth ian runs up to you and he's a little out of breath by the time he gets to you smooth sailing i trust yeah, mostly. Uh, who the hell is here? I don't. I don't know that ship in the harbor. Who is that? Oh, that's Harville Spew. He said that you and that uh, you two were were good friends. He came to the island to to pay a visit to you and uh, have a drink. 
Have I ever heard that name before? Once. It was right after you got to Port Peril for the first time, after you passed... My test to be a free captain? Yes. A pirate named Harville Spew approached you and kind of gave you congratulations for showing up, uh, Sadak. Okay. And he said if you ever needed a, a drinking buddy or a, f- or a fighting buddy to look him up. All right. Like, Spew, huh? Oh, man, I haven't talked to that guy in months. He just showed up? Well, sure, the, uh, the tavern over there has become quite the popular place, uh, mostly just with us sailors, but we've had a visitor, too, come to check out the, the island of the, the newest pirate lord. We want to see what his accommodations are like. All right. Well, all right. As you are. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Captain. He kind of scoots off and goes back to milling about. All right. So, yeah. Then, I guess, uh, Devoth will just kind of head on over to the dining hall that is now a tavern, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you approach the dining hall, and you see that it now has a sign over uh, the entrance. The sign reads, The Devil's Do. Probably wouldn't have been my name, but hey. Well, you left uh, Aaron Ivy in yeah, charge the, of the the Chellish man. Yeah, own the place. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it's like, huh? Take note of the name, and oh, that's neat. And walk on in. All right. So you walk in, and uh, you see quite the crowd, presumably all from uh, Harvel Spew's crew, and you can just barely make out uh, the voice of Harvel Spew over the the din. It's just. And then, I, and then I says to him, I says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and everybody like joins in like a, uh, a round of laughter. Like it was like the, the punchline to, to some story. And uh, he spins around. He says, says, oh, it's the man himself, Devoth Songcleaver. And Welcome back. Cheryl. <laughs> and Cheryl, who can forget? Who, who, can, who can forget you? And then he goes back to Devoth. Uh, <laughs> we've been waiting for a spell for Devoth Songcleaver to grace us with his presence. Yeah, well, I've had a couple of things to attend to. What brings you to my waters? Well, it's it's been a it's been a while since the, the last we spoke. So I I figured now that you're a big fancy pirate lord, <laughs> uh, I'd better I'd better come pay my respects. Well, consider your respects paid. Anything particular bring you here, or are you just uh, checking out the place out of curiosity? Oh, curiosity mostly, mostly, uh, but I'll tell you what, the uh, the the food here certainly kept kept me uh, longer than I think it would have otherwise. And just as a reminder, I don't remember if I actually told you guys this or not, but Croup has been staying on the island to train Owlbear to be the cook on the island. <laughs> oh, how fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, That's adorable. Yeah. Uh, and once uh, Owlbear is trained up, he's going to come back on the uh, the Mascador. So with uh, the, the mention of of the food uh, kind of on cue, you uh, you see uh, Fishgut's croup walk over to you guys. And he says, well, 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 if it isn't Captain Devoth, come to grace us with his presence. Is that some croup food I see? The very same, Ivan. Why don't you have a... A seat, and I'll uh, and I'll show you the newest item on the menu. Oh, don't tease me, Croup. I haven't had real food in forever. <laughs> yeah, it's been a day. <laughs> yeah, you had a, a pirate lord's feast yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> My words have been heard. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> uh, so Croup uh, goes into the kitchen, and a couple minutes later, he brings out uh, several plates, uh, and it looks like it's an omelet. Says I call this a shark bane omelet. Uh, so it's made with dinosaur eggs. Uh, so one pterodactyl egg makes about fifty orders, <laughs> uh, and the other main ingredient is kelp from the kelp fields uh, to the east of the southern bay. Oh, the pterodactyl egg has a uh, naturally natural buttery sweetness, but Croup says that the consistency is a bit gross before it's scrambled. It's like the only way to like stomach it, and so the kelp adds a salty umami flavor to the omelet, almost Ooh. like bacon. Ooh, uh, mommy. Ooh, oh, ooh, <laughs> mommy. Uh, and Croup managed to find enough uh, wild veggies to make a decent salsa from tomatoes, bell peppers, and spinach that then goes into the omelet. Uh, so the kelp makes the omelet very tough, but it's rich, hearty, and surprisingly healthy, not to mention incredibly delicious. And uh, so while you guys are eating, Croup kind of uh, sidles up next to Devoth, and, he's, and he says, 
Oh, and next time you talk to those Cyclopes, uh, they haven't even acknowledged their tab. They have about five of these in one sitting. Oh, all right. I'll, uh, I'll mention it to them real quickly. What is their tab right now? Like, how much is that? Uh, probably like 50 gold. All right. Devoth will, like, pay that right now and just be like, <laughs> just kind of like slide 50 gold over to crew and be like, balance out their tab for now. And I'll, I'll give them a talking to. He says, much appreciated, Devoth. And I mean, it's it's kind of like uh, I mean, it, it kind of like all happened at once, like coming into this this tavern and like reconnecting with Harvel Spew, and then Croup comes out and here's a cool omelet. But like before you know it, like like maybe like an hour or so has passed, and you guys have just been kind of like like kicking back in the the Devil's Due, filling up on omelets and uh, having some some tasty uh, tasty brew, and it's probably a nice uh, change of pace after uh, everything that. Uh, went down even like being at hell harbor you were just guests there like this is your home yeah and you're able to just like really sit down and appreciate what you've built and also i would make sure to tell spew at, at one point at some point we've got some uh some trouble heading our way i know you're just here as a as a guest but unless you unless you prefer getting caught in the middle of it i'd suggest you uh head out tomorrow before you get bogged down in whatever i've got going on here <laughs> oh, 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 Captain Devoth threatened me with a good time. I'd be ha- I'd be happy to take on any trouble that Devoth Songcleaver considers worthy of his time. Just point me in the right direction, and we'll be there with bells on. All right. Well, can't say I didn't warn you. And I like shake his hand and welcome him to the to the fleet. He uh, he uh, aggressively and enthusiastically shakes your hand back, and then uh. You hear uh, Aaron Ivy behind you. He says, he says, ah, Captain, you're back. Aaron, there you are. I hope you're satisfied with the uh, changes I've made to the fort so far. Ah, it looks good to me. I don't know if that's the name I would have gone with for the tavern, but uh, I left you in charge. Don't you dare take creative control away from me right now, Devoth. I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, fair enough, fair enough. I, Asmodeus, take me. I, uh, I couldn't help but show the new tavern a little bit of... Chellish flair for my for my home nation, but uh, enough about that. Uh, this this arrived for you while you were away, and he uh, hands you a a parcel that appears to be a scroll case. I kind of twisted open, facing away from me. <laughs> <laughs> the explosion uh, disintegrates Aaron Ivy. <laughs> not facing Aaron Ivy, just <laughs> not in my face. No, it it diverts course and goes directly to Aaron Ivy. <laughs> No, so you uh, you open up the scroll case and uh, nothing uh, unsurprising happens. Okay. Uh, inside uh, appears to be a magical scroll. Uh, I call over Leon and like, what the hell does this say? Leon, give me a spellcraft check. 28. Uh, okay, so Leon, you identify this as a summon monster spell, but it looks odd. It appears to be a summon monster spell that is designed to summon a specific creature. As you're going through it, and like the the scroll, as as all magical scrolls are, is uh, covered in like strange runes that you need to decipher to figure out what the spell is. Uh, and you realize that part of the scroll is not actually part of the spell that the uh, scroll contains. Instead, it is a uh, message. Uh, so it translates to. Dear stalwart strangers, I promised that I would repay you for freeing me from my ceaseless watch on that island. This scroll is a unique spell that will summon me to your side for a short time, during which I will dutifully assist you in whatever strife you find yourself in. Signed, Lacorian Chris. Leon, you would most likely remember the inevitable that you guys uh, met on the island Dagon's Jaws. Yeah, nice. dude tied to the statues. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty useful, Devop. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. That's uh, that's very handy to have. Yeah, all right. So you uh, you guys kind of go through the rest of uh, you know, however long you want to spend in the Devil's Due, just kind of carousing, rabble-rousing. You get an update that uh, Bedzeal's crops still have a ways to go before uh, his booze industry can really take off, but uh, his initial supply has already run out due to popularity. 
and the fort is left with generic ale and rum for now. Uh, and he's uh, Bazil has started growing other crops at Croup's request for culinary purposes that nice as well have a ways to go, but will uh, be ready sooner than your average crops. Right. Uh, Scram would like to bring Eva to uh, chase. Okay. Uh, so you guys, uh, Scram, you might need to ask around to figure out where Chase might be. Uh, and you eventually find him. He's, uh, he's currently with a, uh, with a small team repairing one of the, repairing one of the buildings. And, uh, he sees you and he sees Eva and he just, he's like holding a hammer and nails and he just drops them. He sprints at Eva and Eva doesn't really seem to notice or if she does care about his giant fish eyes and gills. He has a face only a mother could love, and she does. She just immediately recognizes him for who he is, and she gives him a big hug. And then afterwards, they uh, like she like pulls pulls you into it, and you guys uh, share like a big family reunion. That's all I wanted. <laughs> and Chase says, "Let's go get shit faced at the Devil's Do. Let's go do it. <laughs> we'll drink the rest of Benzio. I hear that he keeps some in the back." <laughs> I wanted to bring this up. Is there a way, I mean, I know it's not on the permanency spell list, but I would like to put Alter Self as a permanency spell on Chase. It would certainly not be as simple as that because, uh, well, you can't make Alter Self permanent. Real quick, you could make him a hat of disguise self. Would literally take you, I think, one day or like half a day for you. And uh, it would just be like, he could put on the hat and make himself look however he wants, as long as however he wants includes a hat. It's definitely something, like, the hat of disguise is certainly a good uh, solution to him not always looking like a fish man. Uh, but <laughs> if you're looking for a more uh, authentic solution, it's definitely something that will require, like, specific uh, research. Like, uh... maybe at some renowned arcane library. I would, uh, I mean, it's only 900, and I already have Disguise Self as a uh, as a spell, so I, I would spend uh, the rest of the day working on that and present it to him, hopefully before the battle. Okay. Did anybody have anything else they wanted to do today? Uh, no. Then uh, you all just kind of uh, eat, drink, and... Be jolly. Uh, and be jolly for the rest of the night, and... Uh, you all go to sleep, fat and happy. You wake up the next day, on the day of the Battle of Sharkbane Island, or oh. so you expect. Oh. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh no! See ya! See ya! Oh, see, ya. see ya! We got two feasts in one week. That's nice. There's always a Spider-Man gift. Yeah. <laughs> there really kind of is. <laughs>